What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Week 14 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. We're not going to waste any time today. I'll just get uh, get it out of the way to please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, rate it if you have a couple seconds. That helps us out. Uh, leave a quick review if you have 30 seconds. That helps us out even more. Uh, tell your friends about it. Anyone who bets on sports, who listens to the podcast, let them know about it. Uh, but now that that's out of the way, let's let's not waste any time whatsoever on the episode today. No rants. I don't want to talk about anything else. Strictly National Football League action. Strictly road to 256 bets. As always, I am going to review last week's action, last week's bet uh, bets, because I have now had two very good weeks in a row. I was like barely profitable um, three weeks ago. Now all of a sudden I'm up to 12.15 units for the season. So in week 13, I went 10-5 and five for plus 5.94 units. Uh, if any of you follow me on Twitter, I'm sure most of you do, uh, you saw that I hit uh, Washington Moneyline. I didn't have that pick on the podcast last week because there's no line out for it, but I put out a video on Twitter. I believe I put it out on Friday. Washington Moneyline plus 275 against Pittsburgh. Uh, that was a great hit, very satisfying, very happy with that. And obviously a plus 275 uh, Moneyline winner helps uh, helps the record out. So my season to date records 102, 87, and 3. Heading into week 14. I told you guys when I started this all the way back in week 1, I wasn't sure and I actually probably thought that I wasn't going to be profitable uh, by the end of all this. But here we are up double digit units with only 4 weeks to go. 14, 15, 16, 17. 4 weeks to go. Can I blow it and still end up in the red? Yes. Uh, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I got a handle on things. Uh, so let's quickly recap game by game. Last week, let's start with because uh, there's no Thursday night game. That's right, because there's uh, that two that Wednesday night game between the Ravens and the Steelers. So uh, first game in Week 13 that I had on my list here: Bengals Dolphins under 42 and a half. Uh, I said it uh, in, in my podcast in the podcast last week about the Bengals. I like them to cover the points, but. Uh, I even said I don't think they're going to put up double digits or they might not get double-digit points and that uh, they might not cover because of that. So I like the under 
uh, instead because of just how bad the Bengals' offense is and the Dolphins' offense hasn't been great either. And that's exactly what happened. The Bengals ended up not covering. They only scored seven points uh, and still couldn't – they kept the Dolphins – what was the final score? What, 19-7? Something. It was a very low-scoring game. So that underhit with ease. I'm very happy that I didn't end up going with Bengals' uh, spread instead. So that hit Browns plus six versus Titans. Would have been nice if I would have uh, ran the money line on that Browns play, but plus six, that mean that was the easiest bet of the entire week. Browns were up, what, like 21 nothing, 21-6, 28-6, something, like by the end of the first quarter. Uh, so that was the easiest bet that I had all week. That was, that was it. That was money in my pocket right away. Lions, Bears, under 44. That did not hit, and it wasn't even close. Uh, the Lions put up, what, like 490 offensive yards against that Bears defense, so that was not something that uh, I expected, or I don't, if you say, if you say that you expected there to be like 60 or whatever, how many points there was in that game, then you are a liar, sir, because uh, even the Bears offense, who's been bad, 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 bad all season, put up a lot of yards and a lot of points, so just one of those outlier games, so I lost that one. Colts minus three against the Titans, hit that one. Uh, Vikings minus 10, or sorry, I, I I have down Colts against the Titans, but it wasn't the t- Titans, that, that was the game before, it was the Texans, it was Colts minus 3 against the Texans, I knew that seemed weird when I read that out, uh, for some reason I always mistype Texans and Titans, I do, like I do it on Twitter too, and I, I know which team's which, obviously, uh, but I don't know why, both AFC South teams, both start with T, both six letters long, sometimes when I'm talking about the Titans, I write Texans, I don't know why. Uh, but it was Colts against the Texans, and Colts covered uh, what they do, win by six. Oh, right, that was the one. I uh, got a little bit of good luck on that one. That was one right at the end of the game. Deshaun Watson uh, fumbled the snap, uh, or was a bad snap. I don't know if I want to put it on Watson, but right at the end of the game when they were all on the goal line. So it looked like that was about to lose, uh, and it ended up hitting. So that was definitely my luckiest bet of the week, I think. Um, but like I always say, I mean, gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. If there's one thing that I'm learning from betting on every single NFL game is just how much luck is involved in these bets hitting. Sometimes you have good luck, sometimes you have, you have bad luck. I think historically, and I think a lot of people do this, you remember the bad beats more than you remember the good beats, because when a good beat happens, uh, you kind of have the tendency to just be like, oh, well, I mean, that was kind of good luck, but still, I handicapped the game, right? I still got it right. And you kind of forget how much luck was involved, uh, but then when you have a bad beat, you want to blame it on the luck and not on your handicapping ability. So, uh, I mean, that's what makes sports betting so hard, is just luck. Bad luck, good luck, it happens. It's going to happen both ways. So I got good luck with that Colts bet. Vikings minus 10 against the Jaguars. Uh, that did not hit. Uh, Vikings won there. I think, what, last second field goal they won that game. Mike Lennon looked pretty good again, uh, which was surprising to me. Uh, Jets plus 8 against the Raiders. They almost, and I said on the podcast last week, I think that I almost took Jets money line. Very glad I didn't because that would have been an all-time heartbreaker uh, with the Raiders scoring there right at the very end of the game. But Jets plus 8 covered easily. Saints-Falcons over 46, didn't hit. Big issue was Falcons' uh, red zone offense again. Uh, uh, Ko Ku is their fucking MVP this year. Uh, I saw a graphic, what, over the last three games, last four games, like he's outscoring their offense just with field goals. Um, yeah, I mean, the Falcons can't score in the red zone. It's unbelievable. So I wish I went Saints minus three in that game because I was kind of leaning that way, but I took the over instead, and uh, it didn't hit. Rams minus three against the Cardinals. Um, Ooh, I don't even really remember that game. Rams won and covered. Don't really remember the game that much, though. I'm just completely blanking on that game. I'm going to look it up. I don't even really remember what the final score was. Rams won by what, like four points? What happened in that game? 38-28. Won by ten points. 
Were, were they just winning the whole... Why do I not remember that? Did I have a concussion this week and it just wiped that game out of my memory? I guess Rams were just kind of in control of it the whole time. Uh, 21, okay. I don't know. Maybe I took a nap during uh, the late afternoon red zone games. I don't I don't know, but I don't remember that. I don't really remember that Rams game. I know it hit, though. Seahawks minus 10 against the Giants, and that was my best bet of the week. And that uh, wasn't even close. Se- what happened to the Seahawks offense? I'm going to talk about them more when I handicap their game this weekend against the Jets, but... What happened to the Seahawks offense? They've completely flipped. Their their offense was the best in the NFL and their defense was the worst in the NFL and now it's like flipped. Their defense has been playing a lot better and their offense absolutely blows. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I gave that always my best bet of the week. I mean, I went 10-5 and five with my picks uh, for over five units, like I said, and I still have people giving me shit on Twitter. Yeah, but you lost your best bet. Who gives a shit? I'm still only putting one unit on each play. If I just verbally say it's my best bet, then who who cares if it loses if I win 10 other bets? But no, apparently 10 and 5 is not good enough for some people. I have to hit my best bet. But uh, whatever, those are just morons on Twitter. Uh, Patriots minus 1 against the Chargers. That game I predicted to perfection. Well, I didn't think it was going to be 45-0 or whatever it was. Um, But I said the Patriots uh, running offense should be able to run all over the Chargers defense. That's... I mean, mainly what happened, the Chargers' uh, special teams had a rough game as well. So uh, that one was another easy hit. Packers, minus 8.5 against the Eagles. Another another lucky one with that Aaron Jones late, long touchdown to cover the spread. Um, so I guess, I guess a couple of lucky games this week. Broncos, plus 14 against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say about that one. Broncos kept it close. Um like I predicted, I mean, the Broncos defense causes a little bit of issues for that Chiefs offense. Sometimes uh, they did the first game as well. 14 just seemed like way too many points in that game. And then Washington, Monday, plus 275. You all watched my video. You watched my celebration video. I did not think it was going to hit in like the at the end of the first quarter, end of the first half there. It was looking bad. Um, yeah, because it was, what, 14 nothing, and then the Washington ended up getting, like, a late field goal in the first half. So it was 14 nothing. I was like, I don't know if this Washington offense can make the comeback. But <clears throat> that defense is legit. That's a, a top five, maybe top three defense in the NFL. And Ron Rivera, in my opinion, is my vote for coach of the year. Uh, taking that absolute dumpster fire team, um, taking it over, and now they're tied for, well, I guess with a tiebreaker, the Giants have the tiebreaker. But they have a very good chance to win the NFC East. They just beat the un, uh, undefeated Steelers. Um, and Ron Rivera has been battling cancer this whole season. So in, in my opinion, Ron, Ron Rivera is a coach of the year. Uh, very happy that I made that money line bet. 49ers against the Bills, that was a loss. I mean, I, I can't figure out the 49ers. They, they're, they, it's like a different team shows up every single week. I don't know who's going to show up every week. And then Ravens minus nine against the Cowboys, kind of called that one as well in my video that I put out on Tuesday before the game. I said Ravens should be able to run the ball very well against the Cowboys because Ravens are the top rushing team in the NFL. Cowboys are the worst rushing defense in the NFL. And then the Ravens got, what, 290 yards on the ground and then whooped them. I think Lamar Jackson only had 100 yards passing, and they still just completely crushed them just running the ball. So uh, very good week. I'm happy with myself. Uh, I think I predicted a few games very well. Very accurately, had a couple of lucky ones. Packers was a little lucky. Um, Colts was a little lucky there at the end. Uh, but like I said, gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. So maybe I'm due for a little bit of bad luck last week. But enough patting myself on the back. Uh, let's. It's a new week. It's a new week. Who knows how this week will go? I've had two good weeks. Let's make it three in a row. Let's keep building on this record. That's all I have to uh, get into here at the start of the show. So. 
that's it. Let's get into my bets. I have 14 locked in. I don't have a line out. Uh, as always, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. No line out for Cardinals, Giants. I'm assuming they're waiting on the status of Daniel Jones. And then Panthers and Broncos. Panthers and Broncos. Um, don't know what's going on. It is um, Teddy Bridgewater questionable? Is that, is that what's going on in that one? Um, I don't know, but no line out for that game. So 14 of the 16 games, then I'll put out my picks for the other two games on Twitter later in the week or on the weekend. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into the NFL Week 14 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, let's dive right into it. Let's get into Thursday night's game. And I'll tell you right off the bat, this is my favorite bet of the week. This is going to be my best bet in the Capper Cup. Now, I have mentioned it. I've been terrible in my best bets in the Capper Cup. Um, if you don't know, the uh, Odd Sharks doing like a Capper Cup contest. You have your five best bets each week. Ton of handicappers on the internet are in it. I think there's what 25, 26 people in it. I'm 13th right now, so right around middle of the pack. Uh, but my issue is, is that the best bet. So you do five bets, and then you call one of them your best bet, and that best bet's worth two points. Um, and I just can't, I can't hit a best bet. I have the same win loss record, the exact same record as the sports gambling podcast guys who are in third or fourth place, but they have like four and a half more points than me because they hit their best bets and I don't. So I say this pick on Thursday night football is my best bet of the week, but that does not mean that you should go and bet a ton of money on it because my best bets have not been hitting. I was on Seahawks last week and they lost outright. So, um, but I love, 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 love the Los Angeles Rams minus five tomorrow night against the Patriots. Uh, I didn't get the great juice on it. Minus minus one fifteen, but that's the line minus five. And I love them against the Patriots. No brainer for me. And don't forget, I was on the Patriots last week against the Chargers. So this is not a hating on the Patriots kind of deal. But this this week's all about matchups. Teams have shown their hands. They You know each team's identity, or at least most teams that have an identity. And the Patriots' identity is running the football. 44.08% of the Patriots' offensive yards come on the ground. That's the second highest rate in the NFL, they're also third in rushing yards per game and rushing yards per attempt. So, I mean, it's pretty clear their offense revolves around the running game. Now, they've won their past two games, Cardinals and the Chargers, because Cardinals are 21st in opponent rushing yards per carry. Chargers were 27th in opponent rushing yards per carry. But the Rams are 5th in opponent rushing yards per carry. They have the 5th best, or at least a top 5 uh, run defense in the NFL. Allow They're only allowing 3.9 yards per carry. And they're third in opponent rushing yards per game. So top five, arguably top three run defense. So I think they're going to cause the Patriots a lot of issues. Because if the Patriots can't run the ball and then they have to start throwing the ball, they have no weapons at wide out. Cam has looked bad most of the season when having to throw the ball. So I think the uh, Rams defense is going to cause them uh, a lot of troubles. Also, Cam has also been sacked a fair amount. He gets taken down on 6.11% of his dropbacks, which is the 28th highest rate in the NFL. Or I guess I should say flip that um rams are fifth in sack percentage uh they're getting a sack on 7.64 percent of opponent dropbacks um it's not the 20th highest rate it would be the 12th highest rate uh 20th if you look at it from a bad perspective 
Uh, but the I mean the Rams are sacking a ton, fifth in sack percentage. So Rams D line, Aaron Donald's going to cause Cam Newton a lot of issues. Patriots defense, on the other hand, 21st in opponent yards per play, 16th in opponent yards per carry, 27th in opponent yards per pass attempt. So Patriots defense is bad. Now it is hard to fully trust Jared Goff, uh, but as long as he doesn't have a disastrous game like he has, to be fair, had a couple times so far this season, Rams should win this game just based on how much their defense should dominate the Patriots offense. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots don't reach 20 points in this game. I think the Rams win this game by double digits. I think minus five is just an absolute gift because of how bad the Patriots beat the Chargers last week. But like I mentioned, that was because the Chargers can't stop the run. The Rams can stop the run very well. So this is an absolute no-brainer for me. Best bet of the week, Rams minus five. I got them minus 115 against the Patriots on Thursday night football. And then let's move on to the Sunday's games. I'm going to start with Cowboys-Bengals. Uh, this is another one of my Capper Cup picks. Uh, I would say this is my second best bet right away. So right off the top, I'm giving you guys my best bet and then my second best bet. And I'm going to go Cowboys minus 3.5, minus 110 against the Cincinnati Bengals, despite the fact that the Cowboys are the worst team against the spread this season. Uh, but the Bengals' offense absolutely stinks without Joe Burrow. Uh, meanwhile... The Cowboys offense, while yes, they got blown out by the Ravens, they, I mean, they've been starting to click a lot more over the past few weeks. Andy Dalton has been, I mean, he, he's, he's been fine. He's been fine. He has been, he, the last couple of games, he hasn't been bad. He's been fine. Also, by the way, Andy Dalton revenge game. The Red Rifle's getting his revenge on the Bengals. I don't actually, I'm not putting any, uh, any value behind an Andy Dalton? I guarantee someone on Twitter, some dumb Twitter tout's going to be on Twitter and say that they're going to bet on the uh, bet on the Cow- uh, Cowboys because it's an Andy Dalton revenge game. Because he'll be extra motivated going against his former team. You got to think about motivation. He didn't try in all those other games this year, but he's going to try this time. He's going to try extra hard because he used to play for the Bengals. I guarantee, and I can probably have a prediction who's going to have that uh, little tidbit in the write-up. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the biggest weakness uh, the Cowboys have is their run defense. Uh, I mean, that's what I pointed out in my video pick in their game on Tuesday. That's why I like the Ravens. But the Bengals stink at running the ball. 28th in yards per carry at 3.8. 30th in rushing yards per game. And, like I mentioned, their offense has been terrible since Joe Burrow got hurt. They're averaging just 175.5 yards and 12 points per game in their two games, though, Joe Burrow. So, um, despite the Cowboys' defense not being a very good defense whatsoever, I mean, they should be able to shut down this Bengals' offense. So, Cowboys minus 3.5, too many offensive weapons, and the Bengals have nothing as far as offensive weapons go. Uh, Easy pick for me. Uh, and maybe we'll see a little bit of a regression to the mean with the Cowboys being the worst spread team in the NFL. Usually, history says when teams get off to a very bad start against the spread, they usually end the season on a little bit of a hot streak against the spread. So um, that's something to keep in mind as well, and uh, that's also something I'm going to bring up uh, later on for one of my picks for a team that's the opposite, covering the spread quite a bit. Uh, So keep that in the back of your mind. But let's move on to the Packers and Lions. Uh, this, I think, is another Capper Cup pick, I believe. Did I make this a Capper Cup pick? Yes, I did. This is one of my five Capper Cup picks, so look at that. Out of my five best bets, you're getting three right off the top. Uh, not, it's not on the spread. It's going to be on the total. I'm going over 55. I got a minus 110. Don't love the spread in this game with it being over that mark of a touchdown at seven, uh, seven and a half. So I am going to go with the over instead. 
<clears throat> let's start with some Packers offensive numbers because obviously offense is what's important for an overbet. They are second in yards per game, 396.6 per game, second in yards per play, 6.3, first in points per play. They're averaging half a point per offensive play, which in my opinion just seems crazy to me, doesn't it? Half a point per play? That means they're scoring a touchdown every 14 plays, if my math is right. I'm sure it's not. I'm an idiot, and I'm terrible at math, but I think that checks out. They're also second red zone offense, fourth and third down offense. So, I mean, right, probably second to the Chiefs as far as best offense in the NFL right now. Uh, I mean, in that first in points per play, you could argue the Packers have the best offense in the NFL. So that everything looks beautiful there for an overbet. And then you have the Lions, who season long haven't been very impressive offensively, but I'm hoping that last week's offensive output is a sign of what they can do now that Matt Patricia is gone. Because their season average in yards per game is 356.4, but last week against one of the best defenses in the NFL in the Chicago Bears, they got 460. So hopefully that's a sign of good things to come. And then we all know, I mean, Lions defense, one of the worst in the NFL. We all know that. Packers defense is average. A lot of people I'm hearing think the Packers have a terrible defense. They're not terrible. They're average. They're not good. They're not bad, though. They're average. Um, yeah. So uh, let's hope for, it's at 55 a little bit of a high total, but I like it. That's going to be my pick for that game. Packers-Lions over 55, minus 110. Then we're moving on to the Texans and Bears. I mean, there could not be two teams that are more opposites than the Texans and the Bears. You take the Texans' offense and the Bears' defense, and it might be a Super Bowl-winning team. Uh, that's why this game is basically set out of pick em, because it's really going to come down to which team just plays better, to be honest. As, as lame of an answer as that is, whoever just decides to show up on Sunday is going to win. Now, that makes it a true coin flip game, and it also makes it hard to handicap, and that's also a bad handicap, me just saying, well, anyone could win. It's kind of true, though, in this case. Uh, I am going to back the Texans at minus 1, minus 110. Um, the Texans' offense is actually third in yards per play this season. Bears' offense is third last. I mean, really why I'm betting, because it's just more fun to bet on a good offense than a bad offense. I've bet on the Bears earlier this season. Betting on the Bears and then having to watch their game and just sputter down the field and look terrible, that's no fun for anyone. I would much rather bet on the team that has a good offense but a bad defense. Uh, and also, by the way, speaking of defense, Chicago's defense has actually taken an extremely large step back recently. They're 12th in opponent uh, yards per play season average, but over the last three games, they're 28th in opponent yards per play. So I don't know what's going on in the Chicago defense, and there's not any injuries that I'm aware of, not to say that there isn't any. I uh, can't say I follow the Chicago Bears uh, with every waking breath, but I don't know. Are they just giving up because their offense sucks so much? I don't know, but their defense has been t bad lately. Uh, also, Joe tweeted out th uh, this out today, Joe Osborne. He says, over the last three games, the Texans are tied for second in net yards per play, while the Bears are 29th. So that's very interesting. If you've listened to these episodes before, you know that I like net yards per play. Texans have been playing very well recently. Bears have been playing very poorly recently. So with all that being said, I will take the Houston Texans minus one, minus 110. Then we have the Chiefs and the Dolphins. This is my this is my fourth of five Capper Cup pick, and I'm going with the Chiefs minus seven and a half, minus 105. Uh, but first of all, uh, before we get into the stats, this is the other game where I was just talking about the Cowboys game. Maybe we'll see a regression to the mean for a team that's bad against the spread. 
Well, the Miami Dolphins are the best spread team in the NFL right now. They're 9-3 against the spread so far this season. Now, does that mean you should automatically bet against the Dolphins? Absolutely not. And to be honest, I'm not, you know, using this as a factor in why I'm, I'm going to back the Chiefs. But, I mean, generally, historically, if you do look in, in most past NFL seasons, teams that start very good against the spread usually taper off as the season goes on and, and they get a little bit closer to the average by the season end. And then the opposite, as I was talking about with the Cowboys, teams that start off bad against the spread usually do well against the spread um, near the end of the season. So is that going to happen in this case? No, maybe the Chiefs, maybe the Dolphins will finish 13-3 and against the spread this season. That's definitely possible. Um, but it is worth mentioning, I think. Um, now, as far as stats go, uh, I understand the Chiefs are playing games closer than they should which might make some people nervous to take that seven and a half line. Um, and I was even on the, I mean, I was on the Broncos against them last week, but really it comes down to uh, the red zone efficiency. If they're better in the red zone, they'd be blowing teams out. They're 23rd in red zone offense, dead last in the NFL. The Chiefs are dead last in the NFL and red zone defense. So kind of store that in the back of your mind for come playoff time because that's those. That's not a good recipe for... Also, they can't stop the run. I, I don't think I have it written down in my notes here. Yeah, third last in opponent yards per carry. So they're not good at stopping the run, and they're bad in the red zone, especially on defense. Not a good recipe. Keep that in the back of your mind. Hold off on those Chiefs Super Bowl futures. Just think about it. But I am going to take them this week. Um... Why? I mean, I just shit on them for a little bit, but because the recipe f- to beat the Chiefs is to run the ball, shorten the game by draining the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and then beat him that way. But the Dolphins aren't going to be able to do that because the Dolphins can't run the ball. If you can't run the ball, it's going to be very difficult to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dolphins are dead last in opponent yards per carry, 3.7. Or, sorry. They're dead last in just yards per carry. My mistake, not an opponent yard. They're dead last in yards per carry. Chiefs are, I, I, I misread my tune. Chiefs are third last in opponent yards per carry. Dolphins are dead last in just offensive yards per carry. So, I mean, the Chiefs are a team you can run the ball against, but not when you're only averaging 3.7 yards per carry. Not good news for Miami. You're not going to be able to beat the Chiefs get averaging 3.7 yards per carry. You're just not. That strategy is not going to work. So it's just a bad stylistic matchup um, for the Dolphins. They're also second in opponent yards per completion, so that means they give up some bombs on defense, and no team is better at throwing bombs than the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So terrible stylistic matchup. Love, love, love the Chiefs here to cover their spread, minus 7.5 at minus 105. Uh, and then we got Bucks vikings This is a little bit of a tough one, I think. Because uh, it is at six and a half, I am on the Bucks minus six and a half, minus one fifteen. But speaking of stylistic matchups, um, this is a good matchup for the Bucks because initially I, I looked at the spread, I was like, oh, six and a half. The Vikings have been playing good. I kind of want to back the Vikings, but after looking at the stats, it kind of makes sense. Because uh, the first thing you want to look at when you're looking at Bucks games is their opponent's pass defense and the ability to pressure the quarterback. Because Tom Brady has not done well this season against teams that are good at, uh, or sorry, yeah, that are good at defending the pass and are good at applying pressure. Vikings not good at either of those. Vikings are 24th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 25th in sack percentage. So those are not good signs for the Minnesota Vikings. And then we all know the Vikings offense uh, relies on Dalvin Cook in the run game. 
Well, the Bucks are the best run defense in the NFL. Bucks defense ranks first in both opponent rushing yards per game and opponent yards per carry. So, a uh, good matchup for the Bucks offense, bad matchup for the Vikings offense. So, uh, spread does seem a little bit big considering how good the Vikings have been playing, but I will take the Bucks minus 6.5 at minus 115. Then we're looking at the Titans-Jaguars, a little AFC South matchup. I'm betting on the total in this one. I'm going to go under 53 at minus 110. Seems like a high total for a game involving the Jaguars offense. Seems kind of high. I don't know. 27th in points per game, 21st in yards per play. Um, I know they have put up some decent performances the last couple of weeks, but, I mean, I'm no Mike Lennon believer. I assume he's going to start again this week, right? I think I saw somewhere that uh, Gardner Minshew's, like, that he's not starting and trying to get a starting job back um I don't blame him I kind of like him better than Mike Lennon but maybe it's maybe it's the mustache seduces me I don't know but I don't believe in Mike Lennon despite two back-to-back decent performances um and then we know the Titans love to run the ball behind Derrick Henry while stopping the run is actually the strength of the Jaguars defense it's the only thing they're not terrible at really they're they rank 17th in opponent yards per carry which is still not great but I mean it's better than everything else that they do on it's better than their pass defense that's for sure um, but they are also actually solid in the red zone. They're 11th in red zone defense. That's also good for an under bet. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. This whole game's kind of weird. The spread being over a touchdown scares me. Both defenses do stink, so maybe the under isn't a good bet. But the Jaguars' offense also stinks. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not comfortable with this bet at all. This is definitely not a cap or cup pick. Um, but I'm betting on every game, so i got to make a pick. I'm going to go under 53. Then we're looking at the Raiders and Colts. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders and the points plus three minus 115 against the Colts. Uh, cause these two teams are actually a lot more similar than you might think. So they are 13th and 15th in yards per play, 16th and 17th in red zone offense, eighth and ninth in yards per pass attempt. So, I mean, a couple of stats where they're like right next to each other. Uh, there are a few key areas on offense that I think will be huge in this game that are, in the Raiders' favor, and it's why I decided to back them in this game. Number one, a lot better at running the ball. They're 17th in yards per carry. Colts are 30th. Colts are very bad at running the ball so far this season. And then this one's a big one. Raiders are third and third down conversion rate. Colts are third last. And converting on third downs is huge. Now, I will say, I mean, I'm going to be unbiased. i got to give both perspectives of it. Uh, The Colts do have a significant advantage on defense. Eighth in yards per play compared to Raiders at 25th. But, 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 if you look at just the past three games, the Colts are dead last in opponent yards per play. So the Colts defense, kind of like the Bears defense I was talking about earlier, has taken a big step back recently. Now, that is just, is that just a... Um, stretch of just games where they have to play, be playing bad, um, maybe. But, I mean, now that we're week 14 in, in the NFL, you have to kind of start looking at recent performance. I mean, the first few weeks, September, that was feels like a lifetime ago. So you do kind of always have to be careful of recent performances in the Colts defense. While their season averages are better than the Raiders, they're much worse when looking at the last three games. So Raiders are at home as well, so I'll take them with the points plus three at minus 115. Then we got this game, the fucking Jets and the Seahawks, the shitcocks, the old shitbirds. I have no idea what to do in this game. Seahawks were my best bet last week, and their offense completely shit the bed. I mean, and I honestly don't know what their problem is, and I don't mean that in like a fuck the Seahawks kind of way. I mean that in like a literally, I don't know what's causing their issues. It's not like they have injuries. 
It's the same players. It's the same coach. They're actually probably playing against easier teams now than they did at the start of the season. Their completion percentage has actually gone up over the last three games compared to their season average, but their yards per pass attempt has dropped 1.3 yards. So is he just not completing deep balls? Is Russell Wilson just throwing short dump-offs all the time? Their yards per carry has also dropped half a yard, so they're not running the ball as efficiently. And then you look at their defense, their defense is completely flipped. They're the worst defense in the NFL by a mile. 5.8 opponent yards per play season average. That's down to 4.6 over the last three games. Now, granted, in two of the last three opponents were the Eagles and Giants, who aren't exactly offensive juggernauts. But this is a team where the first like two months of the season had the best off, one of the best offenses in the league and the worst defense in the league, and now it's completely flipped, and I don't fully understand why. So is this going to be a get-right game for the Seahawks? And the last two weeks were just off games? Or are they truly not as good as they looked early in the season? I don't know. I honestly don't. Also, by the way, the Jets have actually, despite still not winning game, the last three weeks, they're 12th in yards per play and 11th in opponent yards per play. So despite them being the Jets and still not winning a game, they're in the top 50% in offensive and defensive yards per play. It's interesting. I honestly don't know. I don't think I've said my pick because I already have it locked in. I'm taking the Jets, and I hate it. 13.5 for a team that's been playing better than they have at the start of the season. 13.5 points against a team that's been playing terrible lately. I have to take the points. It's going to lose. This bet's going to lose. Seahawks will probably come out firing, maybe. I don't know. I have to I have to, I have have to. to just trust the stats. And the recent stats show that Jets plus 13.5 is the pick. I don't know. I wish I didn't have to bet on this game, but I do. So here we are. Jets plus 13.5 minus 110. And then we got a money line underdog alert. Money line underdog alert. Last week I got aggressive with money line underdog uh, on the on Washington. Not going to get as aggressive this week. Uh, small money line underdog, but I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers plus 120 over my Falcons. Uh, shout out my good friend Josh Daniels, big Chargers fan. Uh, so our teams only play against each other twice every eight years. Uh, I wish this game was a little bit more meaningful, or at least I just wish it happened uh, earlier in the season so we could pretend like it was a little bit more meaningful, but both our teams fucking suck. Um, but I'm going against my Falcons in this one, I, and I bet against the Chargers last week because of their weak run defense. Um, we saw Patriots just steamroll them as I thought they would. Well, the Falcons' run offense absolutely blows, so the Chargers don't need to worry about that happening again. Falcons are second last in yards per carry, 3.7. Todd Gurley was a terrible signing. He just was. He's, I was going to say he's old, but he's really not old. He's young, but uh, I don't know if just uh, the mileage is as caught up to him this quickly or their offensive line. I mean, Dirk Cutter is a terrible offensive coordinator. That's number. That's the number one issue with the Falcons right now. Um, but then we have the Chargers offense, eighth in yards per pass attempt, and they're going up against the Falcons defense, which is 30th in opponent yards per pass attempt. So great passing offense against a great passing defense. And then the Falcons are just also disgustingly bad in the red zone on both sides of the ball. 29th in red zone offense, 30th in red zone defense. Great matchup for the Chargers here. I'll take them as my money line underdog of the week at plus 120. All right, speaking of NFC South teams, Eagles Saints. I'm going to back I'm going to back the Eagles. I'm backing the Eagles at plus 7. Minus 110 against the Saints. 
I mean, whenever a new quarterback gets a start for a team, it makes handicapping the game near impossible because you have literally no idea what's going to happen, especially when it's a rookie. Uh, it'd be a different thing if this is someone who we've seen playing the NFL in the past, but who knows what we're going to get with Jalen Hurts. Uh, what we do know, though, is that the Eagles have a defense that's in the top half of the league, arguably a top 10 defense. Um, but then, to be fair, the Saints' defense has been lights out lately, too. Uh, but while the Saints have been winning and covering, their offense has taken a slight step back. Drop from 5.6 to 5.5 yards per play. Drop from 28.9 to 25.3 in points per game. But in two of those three games, they played against the, one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Falcons. So the fact that their offensive numbers are dropping over the last three games, despite playing one of the worst defenses in the NFL twice, not a, not, not a good sign. Not a good sign for the Saints, in my opinion. Uh, and now they're going up against a defense that's second in the NFL in sack percentage, sixth in the NFL in opponent yards per play, and ninth in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. So Saints offense, I think, is going to have a little bit of a rough go this weekend, I think. I'm also hoping that with Hurts starting, the Eagles will finally start running the ball a little bit more. That idiot Doug Peterson needs to realize that his running backs are getting five yards per carry, but yet he runs the ball the second fewest amount of times in the NFL. Run the fucking ball, Doug Peterson. Your guys are getting five yards a carry. That's the third best in the NFL. Run the ball. And maybe Jalen Hurts might breathe, uh, you know, give a new breath of fresh air uh, into this Eagles offense, maybe. Breathe some new life into it. I'm not saying they'll win, but I'll take my shot at them getting seven points at home. So Eagles plus seven minus 110. Then we're moving on to Washington against the 49ers. I have very, very little to say about this game. This is the game I have the smallest write-up out of all the games here. The 49ers are officially the hardest team to handicap in the NFL right now. They're good one week, terrible the next, and then they rank middle of the pack in every stat that you look at. So who knows? I don't know. And then you know how I feel about Washington's defense. Truly one of the best defensive units in the NFL. I talked about Ron Rivera at the start of the podcast. I, he's my vote for NFL Coach of the Year as of right now. We'll see how the last four weeks go, especially if he wins the NFC East, though. Uh, but I feel like uh, I owe this bet on Washington. After they beat Pittsburgh for me on Monday, I feel like I owe Washington. So um, it's a gut play. I have no stats to back this up because the 49ers are average at everything, so take that for what it's worth. I'll take the points, Washington, plus 3.5. That's This is my... This is my thank you for the money line underdog bet last week. I will back you on the spread this week. Thank you, Washington. Please cover for me again. Plus three and a half, minus 120 against the 49ers. Uh, then we're going to look at the Steelers. Oh, we're already, look at that. We're already to the Sunday night football game. Steelers, Bills, a little bit surprising. Getting their first loss of the season. Now Steelers are underdogs. But guess what? I'm backing them. I know it makes no sense why I would have backed the Steelers against the Bills when I bet against them uh, when they played Washington just a few days ago. But this is all, I mean, it's all about stylistic matchups, baby. Steelers plus two and a half minus 105. Why? Because 72.97% of the Bills offensive yards come through the air. That's the sixth highest mark in the NFL. The Steelers are second in opponent yards per pass attempt and first in opponent completion percentage. So to beat the Steelers, you got to do it one of two ways. Either have to be able to run the ball against the Steelers because they're only an average against in stopping the run. Or you have to do what Washington did, and you have to beat them with a good defense. Well, the Bills have neither. The Bills are 22nd in yards per carry, and they don't run the ball very much like I just kind of previously mentioned. So they aren't going to beat the Steelers by running the ball. And then they're not going to beat the Steelers with a good defense either because their defense is 23rd in opponent yards per play. Uh... 
and 23rd in opponent yards per pass attempt, 28th in opponent yards per carry, so Bills can't stop the run, 24th in opponent third down conversion percentage, and 18th in opponent points per play. So they're not going to win by the run game. They're not going to shut down the Steelers with their defense either. So it's just not a good stylistic matchup for the Bills. I don't necessarily see a path to victory for them unless Josh Allen just snaps like he did on Monday night. Uh, but I do think it is going to be a close game. It's coming down the wire, so that's why I'm not going to take Steelers' money line. But I will take them plus the 2.5 points. Bad matchup for the Bills, but we'll see. Anything can happen. Steelers plus 2.5, minus 105 is my pick for that game. Can I give away what my other Capper Cup pick was? Oh, by the way, yeah, because it was Eagles, by the way, was my fifth Capper Cup pick. Eagles plus seven against the Saints. Uh, I'll review them again at the end of the show. But then we got Monday Night Football. Once again, don't have a pick for Cardinals, Giants. Don't have a pick for Panthers, Broncos. Those lines are not released as of Wednesday night. So you will get my pick in some form, video form, written form. I don't know. You'll get my pick in some form on my Twitter between now and kickoff. But Monday Night Football... Ravens-Browns. I'm going to talk about it before I give you guys my pick, because as of right now, the Ravens are one-point favorites. Um, but this game might be the closest game in the NFL this year. It makes sense why it's a one-point line. So these teams are first and third in both rushing play percentage and rushing yards percentage. Rushing play percentage means how many, what percentage of their plays are rushes, and rushing yards is how many what percentage of their yards gained are rushing. So first and third in both those categories, Ravens first, Browns third. Ravens first in yards per carry, Browns are fourth. So, I mean, both teams that run the ball primarily and are very good at it. So then let's go ahead and take a look at which defense is better at stopping the run. Well, the Browns are 10th in opponent yards per carry. The Ravens are 18th. So that doesn't really help us because the Ravens are slightly better at running the ball, but the Browns are slightly better at stopping the run. So that's a wash. Now, if we look at the passing offense, the Browns are 12th in yards per pass attempt and the Ravens are 22nd, but then if we look at pass defense, the Ravens are third in opponent yards per pass attempt, the Browns are 14th. So kind of like running the running offense, uh, except it's the flip side of it. Browns are better at throwing the ball than the Ravens, but the Ravens are better at stopping the pass than the Browns. So basically a wash there as well. So are you guys starting to see why this is a one-point spread? And then, furthermore, Cleveland has a red zone advantage on both sides of the ball, but the Ravens have a third down advantage on both sides of the ball. So what do you value more, third down conversion percentage or red zone touchdown percentage? I don't know. True coin flip game here for me. I would stay away from this game if I wasn't betting on every single one, Um, but I'm going to take the Ravens. As soon as I just said the word Ravens, I got a weird gut feeling that me that it's going to lose. But I've already placed the bet, so it's too late. I mean, it really just comes down to one thing. Baker Mayfield throwing the ball against a top five pass defense. That's one glaring matchup that sticks out to me, despite his good game last week. Very good game last week against the Titans. I don't want to be a Baker Mayfield hater, but it's, I mean, it's tough. Lamar Jackson has looked bad throwing the ball too, so why am I picking on Baker? Lamar Jackson's doing this thing where he overthrows receivers in the middle of the field about 10 yards above their head, which is just a recipe for interceptions. I don't know. I hate this pick. But if I if my pick was the Browns, I would hate the pick as well. So true as true of a coin flip game as you can possibly get in my opinion. Excuse me, in my opinion. But, I mean, my bet's locked in. I don't know. I don't know. Ravens minus one. It's a div- divisional game. I talked about all the stats. They're all a wash. 
do what you want in this game. Flip a coin and you probably have as good of a chance of winning this game as anything else. But my bet's locked in. Ravens minus one, minus 110. So there you have it. Those are my picks. Those are the 14 picks. I'll get to the Giants, Cardinals, and Broncos, uh, Panthers out on Twitter or some form of social media later in the week or in the weekend. But let's quickly review my pick for each game here. Rams, minus 5, minus 115 against the Patriots. Cowboys, minus 3.5, minus 110 against the Bengals. Packers, Lions, over 55, minus 110. Texans, minus 1, minus 110 against the Bears. Chiefs, minus 7.5, minus 105 against the Dolphins. Bucks minus six and a half, minus 115 against the Vikings. Titans, Jaguars, under 53, minus 110. Raiders, plus three, <laughs> plus three, minus 115. Uh, Jets, plus 13 and a half, minus 110. Chargers, underdog, money line of the week, plus 120 against my Falcons. Eagles, plus seven, minus 110 against the Saints. Washington, plus three and a half, minus 120 against the 49ers. Steelers, plus two and a half, minus 105 against the Bills. And then Ravens, minus one, minus 110 against the Browns. Uh, pick on social media will be for Giants, Cardinals, and Panthers, Broncos. Those are the two games that I did not have a pick for on this podcast because lines weren't listed. And then my best five bets are Rams, minus five is my best bet of the week. And then Cowboys, Chiefs, Packers lines over, and then Eagles, plus seven. There you have it. My season to date record is 102, 87, and 3 for plus 12.15 units. So there you have it, friends. That's the NFL Week 14 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Subscribe, rate, review, do whatever the fuck you feel like doing. I got nothing else for you. I'll be on Guys and Bets Thursday and Friday this week. Christmas is coming up, or Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Whatever, uh,. I don't know, what do they celebrate? Do they celebrate Christmas in Asia, in India? Hare Krishna, for any uh, Hindu listeners out there. Also, shout out to, what is it, Lake Stevens, Washington? I think I tweeted it last week. Um, Apparently a big hotbed for uh, Bacon Bets podcast listeners. Lake Stevens, Washington. And then it's the most listened to city. And then next to that is Atlanta. Shout out to all my fellow Falcons fans in Atlanta listening. Uh, and then I don't know what's going on in Lake Stevens. Shout out you guys, though. If you're actually from Lake Stevens and you're listening to this, message me. Send me a DM on Twitter. I would love to know why there's so many people in Lake Stevens, Washington, is uh, is listening to this. But, hey, I love you. That's all I got for you guys. Good luck with your bets, whether you decide to tail me, whether you decide to fade me, whether you decide to just make bets based on your own handicapping. Uh, I would encourage that as well. But best of luck. Um, actually, you know what? If you're betting on the opposite side of me, I wish you bad luck, sir. <laughs> All right. Enough of me for today. I'll be back next week for the week 15 episode, but this has been the NFL week 14 episode of the bacon bets podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.